welcome to episode seven of the Icecast Report. Tim and I are back this week to break down the Penguins' forty-five to ten win over Robert Morris and preview. I think what everybody has been looking forward to. The start of Missouri Valley Conference play and a big one this week as we head into the Uni Dome to face top ten, top fifteen Northern Iowa. But first, let's bring in Tim and uh, Tim. Welcome back. Uh, the Penguins got done what we talked about last week and finished four and zero in non conference play. Uh, an impressive win. They did exactly what they needed to do. Showed up. They played well. They got the W. I thought it was. Maybe their most uh, complete game of the season so far, and they dominated. They did exactly what they wanted to do. They controlled the game from the onset. Uh, uh, really, I don't know, a impressive performance. They gave up the the first touchdown of the game, mm-hmm. score of the game, and then from that point on, you know, why she just dominated the first half and, and took control of the game. Yeah, what I like a lot, and and I unfortunately was not able to be their prior obligations, but what I liked a lot was. You know, Penguins got down seven nothing. Uh, gave up a couple big plays early, but after that, they made adjustments and completely shut down uh, Robert Morris. Robert Morris for the game had 212 total yards. That included only five of 14 for 48 yards passing, and that's minus Justice Reed in the first half. The Penguins obviously. Uh, you could tell Robert Morris, Tim, didn't want any part of throwing the football at all. Uh, they only threw when they had to, and that was check downs to the backs and tight ends. Colonials finished with with 35 carries for 164 yards. However, 92 of those came on two plays that were busted plays. Coach Pliny said they were easily correctable. And going back watching the film, he overran the back. And we talked about last week. Uh, Rob Morris has some nice running backs. They have some playmakers in the backfield. But you take those 92 yards out, and that's 34 carries for 72 yards for an average of 2.1 per play. Uh, Penguins completely dominated. We figured, Tim, the Penguins should have their way defensively. There were some things that the Penguins got to correct. Two of seven on third down, not great. But that's the the first game this year where YSU is kind of struggling on third down. The first three games, Sanford, Howard, and Duquesne, the Penguins were really efficient on third down. One penalty on Saturday. One penalty for the whole game. So you talk about cleaning things up. You made a mention of that last week. Everything you made mention of last week, Tim, facing adversity, coming back from it, making a statement. I was told this past week, how can YSU make a statement? They're playing one and three Robert Morris. And I think what you said was perfect, Tim. Why don't you talk how you feel why you made a statement on Saturday? Well, I think they did everything they wanted to do once they put Mays in the ballgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started a course with Joe uh, Craycraft at quarterback the, ver- the first two series and basically were three and out both series while unable to move the ball and fell down 7 to nothing to Robert Morris. Mm-hmm. They brought in Mays at quarterback. I'm not sure why they did that. Mays was suspended the first, not suspended. He was he was benched the first two series of a minor violation of team rules. Uh, Bo said he was a captain. They had to they have to hold a, a stand to make everybody accountable. He said if he wasn't a captain, he probably wouldn't have been suspended. But he said he's a captain and he's got to adhere by higher standards. And I agree with that. So uh, it's nice that you have a quarterback like Craycraft and come in and you know help you. 
uh, two, three and outs. But like you said, well, let's go back to what obviously Coach Bo did the correct thing. Yes. And when you have a leadership, you have to mm. you have to abide by it, and you have to. If you allow the leash to be too long for certain players and not others, mm-hmm. you lose your team. And I don't blame him one bit. He did the correct thing. <laughs> and he about- also sends a message to the team going forward, especially mm, yes. going into conference play. Now that we got that out of the way, once Mays entered the ball game, you've seen the offense generate what it needed mm-hmm. to be. You can see what the quarterback play brings mm-hmm. To the offense, and they went right down the field, a good mixture of run and pass, Mm -hmm. and they got into the end zone, tied the game up, and then the second quarter came, and next thing you know, they put 24 points on the scoreboard, and the game was basically over at halftime, and that, to me, was what the statement was, is they put their pedal to the metal and defensively came up with big plays, got them off the field, special team was phenomenal, running back uh, punts was just one of the best we've seen all all year and you know that to me was the ball game it was special teams i thought the special teams played yes tremendous uh, on punt returns and you know obviously they had the punt return but he was averaging like 15 20 yards on the uh-huh. average return prior to the uh, the touchdown coach run. set the YSU punt return record for 133 yards in a game it broke a 30 year old record what we were talking about a couple weeks ago, boy, the special teams is a big weakness. And I get people are going to cry, well, who'd you play? You didn't play anybody. I don't care. When you got a walk-on punter and a walk-on punt returner, Coach wasn't struggling early in the year like DeSalvo was. But DeSalvo figured things out. He averaged 40 yards a punt on Saturday. And Coach just, you're working with right. half the field half the time. I'm going to change your, your, your thinking here. Okay. Uh, it's not who you played. It is what you do to prepare for yourself each week for the game I agree that's in front that. of you. So I don't care if you had Wisconsin this week or if you had Robert Morris. Yep. The job was to prepare for that game and prepare your best for it. And I believe we've seen the Penguins play their most complete game of the season. Period. Yes. I agree. And, and, and I honestly believe if they were playing any of the prior opponents – coming into that game, if it was Sanford, if it was Howard, if it mm-hmm. was Duquesne, we would have seen the same type of performance. Yes, It's not who you play, it's how you play that matters. And the four games leading into the next week's game against Iowa, Northern Iowa, I think we've seen the Penguins do exactly what any coaching staff and any fan and any player would want to see improvement each week Gradually moving forward. As we talked about the penalty problems in the first two weeks of the season, we don't see that. They're gone. Now they're going to go on the road, and it's going to be very important to play that way. Game against Robert Morris, they did exactly what they needed to do. They played their game. They enforced what they wanted, everything they needed to do offensively and defensively and special teams. It was a complete game. And you move forward. You got the Pittsburgh sweep. You've won all three games at home. You went on the road opening your season against mm-hmm. Samford in a neutral site that was you know next door to Samford. Yep. And you won. You got on a plane. You went down there and you won. And you came home. You've done well, two buys. In the first buy, you didn't yes. do as well, but you won the ball game against Howard. You 
then had Duquesne, and then Robert Morris. And again, you had to deal with a bye. You came out and played your most complete game of the season. So, on those levels, I'm very happy where they're at. And they're heading in to take on the Panthers from Northern Iowa. And that, to me, is where the season now begins. Yes. The four games prior, important. Set the tone and improve and get you to the point where you are, where you're 18th ranked team in the, in the country. Yes. But the season now really, truly begins because you're playing in the Missouri Valley Football Conference from this point out. And these games are worth double. Yep. As I talked in many other circumstances, conference games means you go up one in the win column and your opponent goes down one. And that makes a huge difference going forward. Every game matters. And a huge test in front of them against Northern Iowa going forward because that is the game that matters the most. What you did the prior four weeks only prepares you to get on that plane ride out to Northern Iowa and play that game or that bus ride, whatever they choose to do. But my point is this is where it matters the most. This is what you prepared your season for is to play well in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Tim, I completely agree with that. I don't want to spend a ton of time on Robert Morris. No disservice to Robert Morris. Uh, But like you said, we came out, what we talked about last week, what we needed to do. We made a statement, and we put together our most complete game, Tim, in probably two years. It it probably was the Penguins' most complete win they've had since beating South Dakota State at home in 2017. And every asset, you were dialed in. Passing game, Nate Mays, he just... When Nate Mays comes in the game, the offense flows better. And that's no disservice to Craycraft, but Mays has been there. He's, he knows what it takes. 9 of 14 again. Making the right reads. He had to win an interception. Okay, you're going to have this from time to time. But defense came back, only held him to a field goal. Running game again. Uh, Penguins offensive line. Matt Jones did go down, though. Sprained ankle. Plain said the x-rays are negative. Hopefully he'll be ready to go Saturday. Against Northern Iowa, we're going to need them. You're through four weeks. You have no major injuries. You're 4-0. And a lot of people said if you can be 3-1 and going to the conference play, that would be a big boost. Now you're 4-0, but you're 4-0, and you dominated each of your opponents. You won by three touchdowns each game. And that, to me, shows a maturity on this team's part that we didn't have a year ago, maybe we didn't have two years ago, that each week... Like you talked about, prepare for that week. Prepare to win that week. And then we'll go on from there. And the Penguins have done that. They've done that a lot. They're dialed in. I think what we've seen is a combination of four games where each game has helped identify what this team is going forward. Mm -hmm. Defensively and offensively. And we're seeing now the product of what all the preparation has been for. Uh, Joe Alicia running the ball. What a a weapon that he is. And most impressive thing about him, in my opinion, is twofold. A, he can run inside as a small back. Yes. But more importantly, with his speed, he's able to get to the edges and turn the corner and turn what normally is a one or two yard gain to a three into or a four. seven eight yes. yard gain, and and more, and that to me, his 
ability to be featured going forward and with the running of Mays at the quarterback position and the continued development of the passing game, I love where this offense is headed. To me, that's what I've seen in the combination of all four games going into Northern Iowa. And that, to me, is how I look at it. I look at it as, right now, each week is a test. Yes. And you give... I. If I'm grading YSU for the first four games, I'm giving them a solid B. Moving forward, offensively, defensively, special teams, penalties, the whole thing. I've seen improvements each week going forward. Now is the time is the true test because you're going to get on a bus. You're going out to northern Iowa. You're going to play in the Uni Dome where you have not had much success in the past. And you're playing a quality program going forward. Now, northern Iowa... Took on Iowa State to open up their season. Mm-hmm. A three-point loss. A very tight game. And triple overtime. Yes. So I tells you, you know, they have talent. Now, they lost their last two games. No, they, oh, no wait a minute. They, they lost last week, I should say, to Weber State. But they won against Iowa State, Idaho State, except mm-hmm. uh, the week before. And so they're coming at 2-2 two and two with two impressive uh, games, you know, that – are on the losing side of the ledger. So they're going to be looking to bounce back at home. So it's going to be important for them. And that was on the road against Weber State. They lost. So they're going to be looking to make their own statement. And this is a chance for them to make a statement in this conference. And now that it's conference play the rest of the way through, yep. uh, each week you simply want to be 1-0 at moving forward. Yep. And YSU has a huge huge challenge in front of them because this game's not at home. They have to go on the road, and it's not close. None of the games no. are close for YSU going forward. Also gives you uh, a thought process of where they're at because they were able to do it to open the season to go to Alabama. Yes. yes, That was not close. A destination that was not close and perform well. So now here's a chance, and this could be a unique environment because, again, you're playing in a dome. Just like you'll play in a dome when you go to uh, the Dakotas, mm-hmm. so it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle it. I'm I'm more excited about this game and its challenges for this team because we're going to really find out facing adversity in every yep. play and every possession, not just a situation being down seven nothing in the first quarter or uh, being down in the second quarter and how you react. This is adversity, meaning you're traveling, you have to perform well, it's a conference game, and both teams want to start the conference one and up. Yeah, this is uh, this is a start of now eight straight weeks you're going to play. Um, and each week, the test is very tough. Uh, if, the, if there's a week you're circling on the calendar, it's... The season opener, the home opener, and the conference opener. And it's now time for test number three. And you go to a place, Tim, in the Uni Dome that, let's be frank, it's been a house of horrors for YSU. They have not won there since 1999 with Jim Tressel there. Uh, you want to talk about a dome that anything that can go wrong has gone wrong for the Penguins. YSU is trying for 
for back-to-back wins over Northern Iowa for the first time since 1999-2000. So Northern Iowa throughout the years have always been a trap game for the Penguins. And this goes back to their Division II years. This has always been a game where expectations are high Mm -hmm. and not necessarily meeting those expectations each and every week. So, yeah, I think it's going to be important going forward for the Penguins to be able to handle that expectations and do well. Yeah, this is... Looking back on the Penguins' last couple trips to the Unidome, um, two things are going to happen. You can already count on two things happening this Saturday when we head to Northern Iowa. A, something weird is going to happen. The ball is going to bounce Northern Iowa's way. It, it's happened for 20 years out there. It's, it's just, And then B, one of their players that you don't really expect is going to have a career game. The challenge is, can the Penguins take those two things, handle the adversity, and make enough plays to get out with a win? Uh, Like you said, Tim, I am really confident in this team. And it's not so much our defense. We've known our defense has been the stabilizing force. But we now have an identity in offense. We now have an offense that I feel, and I believe you share a thought as well, that this offense may not be a hindrance anymore. It's look, we don't know how good it is. We haven't you know, this this is a big test for us. But the same offense last year had success against Northern Iowa at home when the Penguins weren't as good last year. But you throw that out the window. But you get the feeling that YSU's got the playmakers on offense that can make enough plays to get out with a win. Yes, but I honestly believe this game really continues on two folds, and it's not the offense. It's the defense and the special teams is going to be great to this ball. I can see that. It is. Obviously, if the offense could put up 45 points type thing, it would be wonderful. You know, 35-plus points like they have all season long. That would be ideal. However, this is a conference game, so immediately change your focus as to your expectations on the road of scoring 35-plus points. And look to handle the defensive side of the ball. That's going to be key. Can YSU get Northern Iowa off the field on third and short or third and long type scenario? And and drives. That's going to be the key. And the other key will be special teams. Can Coates and the special teams handle the punts in the door, in, indoors, and do a great job against a crowd that's going to be confined up close against you and loud? Mm-hmm. So those, to me, are what this is about. This is going to be really about the defense. Can YSU's defensive line be as aggressive as they have been and continue to play well? And will the defensive backs be able to play that man-to-man defense that they are so consistently playing this year and be effective? And it's really going to come up to about the defensive line putting pressures on the quarterback and maintaining their running game and then – most important, on third down, get off the field. Yep. And that will be, the to me, the determining factor of how successful they can be in Northern Iowa will come down to simply how well the defense plays. And if you want to go to the next step, 
is how well the special team plays because special teams will come a big part of this ball game, not making mistakes, getting you, yourself good field position, mm-hmm. and maybe with a good break or two, uh, put yourself in, in really great scoring position, either scoring on, on special teams or you know putting yourself Flipping on the your side of the 50 and give yourself a great short field to work on. I completely agree, and that's – I mean, it sounds like coach speak, but, but it's not. That's how well, That's how you win games on the road in conference play. McFadden may play a big part of this game. Yes. Yeah, uh, the you're kicking game is going to be big. The kicking game is going to be big. I'm not necessarily – like you said, you have a walk-on punter, so we're going to have to see how he handles the noise. The, and all, yeah. Well, yeah, everything's new. Everything's the first time for a lot of players. Uh, now, if you take advantage of your opportunity and you're successful – Going forward from here, you know, you you build, have a big building block, but this game is going to be on the the uh, the front four defensively yep. and offensively too. And the front five is going to have to do a great job blocking and moving. But I think, you know, as I, I like to say, the R and R boys need to come through. Yeah, Tim, uh, the Panthers are led by Will McIlvain at quarterback. He's completed fifty nine percent of his passes this year for a hundred eighty for. 840 yards, seven touchdowns to only one interception. So he keeps good care of the football, averaging only 210 yards a game through the air. However, Panthers like YSU, they want to run it down your throat and play good defense. Panthers always, they always play good defense. Uh, Northern Iowa was led by Trevor Allen on the ground, 54 carries in four games. He's gained 213 yards. Um, Will McIlvain will also run it, 42 carries, 179 yards. Tyler Hoosman, he's gotten 21 carries. So the Panthers like to spread it around like YSU on the ground. They have a stable of backs. They will run their quarterback. Um, This isn't a high-powered offense. However, they are very fundamentally sound, and they execute very well. Um, Mark Farley's teams always play good defense. They always execute very well. Um, And more often than not, like – McIlvain this year, they have a quarterback that keeps he keeps good care of the football, and he doesn't turn it over. And that and that's all you need when you got a defense like Northern Iowa has, and um, and a stable of backs that the Panthers will boast on Saturday. Like you said, YSU needs to be able up front to stop the run. If you can stop Northern Iowa's run. Make them one-dimensional, and like you said, let Richmond and let Reed and let the uh, let the Penguins pass rushers come after them. Uh, Penguins have a stable of pass rushers. If you can make Northern Iowa one-dimensional and set them in third and long, uh, it could bode very well for YSU. Well, here's good news slash tough news uh, yes. going forward. Is Northern Iowa will be without both their tight ends. Coming into That's the big. game as Briley Moore, the All-American, uh, is out. And Tristan Bohr is also out coming into this game. So, here's the scenario. You have to shut down that part of the game for them. Whoever the, the third string is uh, coming in and playing, he cannot beat you. That's also going to put more pressure on your defensive backs to make sure when they go out, looking downfield for the wideouts that you shut them down because they're going to hopefully take another option away from them and hopefully take a blocker away in the run game. So I think that's going to be a a key for the YSU's defense 
is knowing that they got these two players out, that they still take it to the next level. And hopefully our uh, R&R boys, you know, yeah. will do well and, yeah, and put pressure on. Let's, let's, I think that's going to be key because going forward in this game, you if they're going to be minus a couple of important players, you got to take advantage of the mismatches and be successful. And don't let their replacements beat you. Yeah, that's that's a tremendous point. That's a tough break for the Panthers. It's a fortunate break for the Penguins. However, uh, we've had our fair share, and we'll have our fair share this year of games we don't have uh, certain players. Let's flip the script. Talk about our tight ends a little bit, Tim, uh, before we wrap this up. Uh, Penguins on Saturday again, I thought, utilized their tight ends nicely. Didn't have a ton of catches at the tight ends, but they're big catches. To go along with Miles Joyner, Kier Hawkins is healthy. He made a big catch and ran uh, and run. Josh Burgett, a, not, a really fundamentally sound blocker. Penguins boast three really good tight ends again um, that are good blockers, but they also are matchup nightmares on the outside in Hawkins and Joyner. Uh, so, and that's going to be key as a safety valve and maybe some explosive plays. Uh, for Nate Mays and the Penguins offense Saturday. Well, I think more most importantly is can they use them effectively in the red zone? Per, yes. And that's where you can get the mismatch and absolutely put yourself in scoring positions with with that player in that position. And, you know, if you can get a, a linebacker on them and, and you run the correct play where they get open coming across the the thing when you're in the uh, red zone they can take full advantage of it especially yep. when you get inside the 10 when the when the field gets Drinks. really small so yeah um there's no question about it and i think coming into this game the passing game on the road is going to be interesting to see how mays handles it i think that's going to be he's played really, there before well it's not that it's just anytime you're in unfamiliar areas mm-hmm. you know it's easy to to get tightened up a little bit. I don't care who you are. He's had a successful year so far. He's built on it. Can he take it to the next level? That's my question mark going forward. He's been very solid. Yes. They've been protecting him. Only have, and he has, quite honestly, they haven't need to throw the ball a lot in any game. Now they're going to have to. Well, we're going to find out if they do or not. Can't, if the running game is stifled some, and you're asking him to throw seven to seven maybe five to seven more times in a game, go up from 17 passes, 18 passes a game, to 22 to 25, Mm -hmm. can he be successful? Can he make right choices? And I'm not necessarily running the ball. I'm saying making good throws and completing them. That's going to be the... the, You know, offensively something I'm going to look for. Not saying they need to throw 25 times a game, but as I mentioned before, when that game script comes about and it will be necessary for the Penguins to win... How can he handle? How does he handle it? And how well do they play on those circumstances? That will be to me the next major step for this team. Let's just say hypothetically that they shut down the run game to a certain level. Can he throw the ball twenty-five times and help YSU win? That's the next step for this team going forward. I'm not saying it has to happen this game, but it may. And on the road, chances are that's where it will happen. It won't happen at home will happen on the road. So they have to prepare for that possibility of putting more of the load on Mays' arm as much as his legs and as an offensive general that he is. If YSU is going to win Saturday, 
Nate May is going to have to make plays in the passing game. And we said that coming in the Sanford game, and we're going to we're going to say it again. Like you said all year long so far, why is she going to go as far as the offensive line takes them and Nate Mays takes them and Joe Craycraft? If those three factors are all successful on Saturday, I think we'll be all right. Tim, this is a big week for us. We don't need to say anything else. This is a big week for YSU every year. Penguins, Panthers, 5 o'clock on Saturday in the Unidome. Looking for the first win there since 1999. Uh, Tim, let's get your last couple thoughts and a keto game or a prediction if you have one on Saturday's conference opener. Well, my key to the game has never changed. I talked about it just a few minutes ago. It's Nate Mays. You know, and the defense, uh, and special teams. It's pretty boring, but it's true. Those are the three factors I want to see. Uh, good quarterback play. Obviously, if they get the offense running the ball, that's going to be huge. But defensively, they're going to have to make stops and get off the field. And I'm looking for special teams to come through for them because I think it's anytime you're on the road, points matter. And if it's, yep. you're putting McFadden out there to kick a field goal, he has to come through. If you're putting your punter out there, he has to not shank a punt and put your defense in a bad scenario. So those are keys. Uh, let's go with a YSU win. Let's go with a 10-point win. Let's say 24-14. Tim, I love that. I, I love that. I agree with everything you said, and I'm going to encompass it in this. Payne's got to be gritty on Saturday. you got to be gritty offensively, defensively, in our special teams. Um, usually I don't feel good about going in the Uni Dome. But for some reason, I woke up today, I feel really good. I, I mean, I feel really good. Give me the Penguins' first win in the Uni Dome since 1999. I like YSU by a touchdown. I think Nate Mays makes a play late in the game for the Penguins to win. And I feel really good going 5-0 and to start the year. So for Tim... I'm Anthony. You have listened to Episode 7 of the IceCast Report as we have finally welcomed conference play back. Penguins again play Northern Iowa this Saturday at 5 o'clock in the Unidome. Tim and I will be back next week to break down the Penguins' conference opener against Northern Iowa. Come